One, two, three, and twenty-three. Those are the last seeds. Oh, I thought you were showing everybody that you just learned how to count to five. Uh, but then I messed it up when you I messed it up. You got. We got to work past three. We no. gonna get there. We gonna get there. Or those are the seeds that are in oh. the final four oh, the for the men. Oh. Wimbledon. That's what you meant. Because this is a tennis podcast oh. where we talk about tennis things. Oh. I mean, Hi guys, I'm Michael. And I'm me, aka the Bam, serving it up. Men's quarters are over, and we know who the final four are. Yes. Not too much of a surprise. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, number one seed, uh, Djokovic, he's there. Number two seed, Federer, he's there. Number three seed, Nadal, he's there. Number four seed, I think this year, well, Anderson, they moved him up. We didn't know what to expect from Anderson because, you know, he's been out with injury. So, I mean, I'm not surprised with the top three, obviously. Um, I don't know if anybody picked Batista Goot to be the other player, but shout out to him. So, yeah, one, two, three, and 23. Yeah, pretty straightforward matches from all of them today. So, we can just kind of go through and, and talk about um, what we saw, but it wasn't really anything, like, shocking. No. Uh, um, first up was Djokovic and Goffin. They were on center court. Djokovic beat him uh, handily in three straight sets for love and two yeah i mean go is a little feisty when I, I agree with him that you he reminds you of anna and they're both from belgium short stout powerful quick um he was actually up a break four three in the first set playing some really bomb tennis yeah um had me a little nervous um and i don't know what happened i don't know if djokovic just switched or go didn't believe the position that he was in but after that break at four three, Djokovic went on a ten game run, um, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, Djokovic kind of routed him after that. I mean, he was trying to put up a good like a battle, like you said in the first set. But then once the first set was over, it was pretty much the match was over, basically because he just really wasn't there. He he seemed to get frustrated. I don't want to say he stopped trying, but he definitely his his focus and like determination. Kind of An effort <laughs> kind of went away. I mean, I think it's just like what some of these commentators say. We said the same thing during the match. It's like these players, they really lack the belief to beat the top four. Sometimes like they get up, they play a good set or whatever, and then they just don't deep down believe that they can win the match. So after he was up a break and Djokovic broke back and won that set, he just went away. I think he was deflated. Um, and he just was like, I think they dwell on missed opportunities. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, I should have won that set. I have, to, I should have. And the thing is, you have essentially a five set match. Like, you're not playing women's with best out of three. So he could have come back, but I think he just dwelled on missing that opportunity in the first set, and he couldn't just he couldn't get it out of his head. Kind of like Venus, 2017 Wimbledon. Like she was, she had those break that point to go up, lost it, and then lost the second set six love. Sometimes you just don't have the inner belief i don't think gofan had it today yeah i mean that's the thing about tennis is like it can change within like the matter of seconds it's all it only takes like one point there's been oftentimes where we're like oh that point is going to be important Mm -hmm. like you can feel that it shifts like the trajectory of the match and i think that kind of happened with the first set overall and then gofan to me is more of like a 
Well, I don't know. It's because it, he's one who usually doesn't make that many errors, right? Isn't he very like usually kind of more consistent, or is that inaccurate? I mean, he's fairly consistent, but I think sometimes people mix him up with Simone. Like Goffin is known from he can make errors because he hits the ball bigger than he looks. Yeah. Um. And his, yeah, his game definitely went off the rail after losing. He started making way more errors. Um. So yeah, I can see what you're saying, but I think he is more of a power player than people give him because he's so short. Yeah, well, Djokovic basically did what we we thought he would do. Maybe thought it would be a little bit tougher. I thought it would at least go four sets, but Djokovic just threw in three. Um, and he will play the winner of the Peya Batista Agut. Agut match. And that winner, uh, as we've already said, was Batista Agut. Uh, that did go four sets. It was 7-5, um, 6-4, 3-6, 6-3. So Batista Gu dropped his first set. He was the only player in the quarterfinals that had not lost a set yet. Um, so now he's to, to his first Grand Slam semifinal, and he's one of four or five Spaniards to make it to the semis of um, Wimbledon. Obviously, we know one being Nadal. Yeah. So that's really a big result for him. So congrats to Batista Agut. So like um, Michael said, he's going to be playing Djokovic, in the semifinals, we didn't really watch much of the Batista Gut match. We were more focused on the Djokovic match. So right. We didn't get to see much of the play. But I just think, from what I've seen with Batista Gut, he has heart. He's fairly consistent and he is literally just speedy around the court. Like, he doesn't give you a lot, which means you have to give him everything you want. Like, he's not going to give you mistakes, he's not going to give you too much pace, but he is a very solid, powerful player. Yeah, it's um, his, so yeah. His stats, he had 42 winners. 35 unforced errors, so that's always good when it's positive. And actually, uh, Peya had 14 aces, um, and, ba- and Bautista Gu only had four. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty, I mean, that shows that he must have been in it, or at least dialed in on his serve, or able to keep his own serve, that he was able to win. Um, with somebody who's hitting like 14 aces, you usually think that that means that they're going to be you know, doing better, I suppose. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's another Spaniard that really has learned how to develop his game on other surfaces because he's strong on clay as well. So, yeah, um, I'm not surprised that Batista Agut won that match. Yeah, so like we said, now he takes on Djokovic in the semis. That'll be on Friday. Uh, obviously, we would assume that Djokovic is going to win that match, but... You uh, never know. Um, if we want to detail their head-to-head, yeah. um, I'm actually surprised a little bit. Um Head-to-head overall, Djokovic leads 7-3, to three, um, which is not surprising that Djokovic has a lead. What I would say is surprising is that Djokovic has lost the last two matches that they've played, and both of those matches have actually been this year. So, Batista Agut beat Djokovic in Doha in three sets, 6-4 in the third, after Djokovic won the first set fairly easily. And then, Batista Agut beat Djokovic in Miami, 6-3 in the third, after winning the first set, 6-1. Um, so that kind of made me stand on edge. I'm like, oh, this might be a tougher match than I realized. Um, who knows? Typically at this point in a slam, Djokovic gets really dialed in. Um, but I think it might be a better match than I thought. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, that's surprising to me. I didn't know that. So, uh, I mean, it definitely will probably give him a mental edge, knowing that he's beaten Djokovic the last two times that they played, especially since they've come this year. Uh, but it hasn't been in the semis of a Grand Slam, and no. they haven't played on grass before. No. Uh, so he's got some factors going against him, and, and Djokovic does seem to be pretty dialed, dialed in. in. Yeah. He knows that, like, this is, you know, his his match to win, I, I think. Um and so. I think Djokovic wants to do his best to keep winning slams, yes, but also keep 
Federer and Nadal from winning slams. Like, he doesn't want them to keep distancing himself because he has 15. Nadal has 18, and Federer has 20. They're so ridiculously close. It's crazy how back in 2002 when Sampras won that U.S. Open and he got to 14, everybody was like, oh, my gosh, it's going to be years before this is passed. And we're seeing three people already pass it, so... Um, it's crazy, and I remember how far off Djokovic was from those two, but yeah. he really had a good three, four years, but he was literally winning everything, and he he's going to go down in history as being doing something that Federer and Nadal never were able to do. Twice, Djokovic was, holding, was a holder of all the four slams. He didn't win in a calendar year, but, I mean, he when he gets this deep, I mean, he's hard to beat. Yeah, and so now let's switch to the bottom or top half. I'm actually not sure. Uh, but we have uh, Federer took on Ishikori, mm-hmm. was able to get the win in four sets there, 4-6, uh, 6-1, 6-4, 6-4. Nishikori played a pretty good set for the first in the first set. Obviously, he won it. Um, people were like, oh, so maybe he'll show up in this match. Uh, but then Federer kind of notched it up a little bit, and I think Nishikori dropped his level yeah. just a bit. Uh, so I guess disappointing for Nishikori. But it was kind of expected. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I th- it was expected. I think what Nishikori can build off of this is this is the first time Nishikori has gone this far in a slam without burning out. He typically True. plays so many five-set matches. So I think if he really learns to save his body and get through matches easily, I think when he gets deeper, he may look up in a draw one time and not have to play Djokovic, Nadal, Federer in the quarters. And then just get to the semis. The thing about that is when you play them in the quarters, that means you got two more to beat. Like, he would have had to beat Federer in the quarters, Nadal in the semis, Djokovic in the finals, potentially. That's a hard task to ask of anyone. Yeah. That's already overwhelming. Just thinking about the fact that you would have to do that would be wearing on me in the quarterfinal match. Exactly. Yeah. So, if he can keep playing like this and getting to the quarters, it'll be a draw where they're not his quarterfinal opponent. Um, he could have had Batista Gut and won that fairly easily. So I think what is what he should take away from this Wimbledon is the fact that he is capable of winning these matches straightforward and stop getting into these five set battles. So when he gets deep, he's so tired. Yeah. Uh, and then Query and Nadal. Nadal was able to get that win, Ooh. much to your uh, chagrin <laughs> or disappointment yes. or whatever. I needed uh, Query to win that match. He had given me so many aces. Yeah. Um, Again, for anybody who doesn't know, we're in this tennis bracket. You challenge. are. I'm not. Well, you know, he. I got kicked out. Didn't, he didn't make it to the All Star. He did a good job. No, I didn't. I did a horrible job. Whatever. Ooh. Let's talk about the match. It was his first time. <laughs> um, but I really, really was rooting for Query, mainly because of the draw thing. I have nothing against Nadal, but I know Query was going to give a lot of aces. Query lost it to me in that first set. Um, he was on a break, 5-4, played really well, beat Nadal, won that game and got it to 5-all. And it kept going to deuce. And on the deuce side, he kept trying to go for an out-wide ace on the forehand side, and he kept missing it. Right. And Nadal was killing him on his second serve, and Nadal kept winning those second serve, which I don't understand because literally the game before, Query was hitting 136, 138 aces down the tee. So I don't know why he kept going for that slider out-wide. I really felt like if he had held that game he could have won the first set again it's Nadal it doesn't mean he would have won the match but I do think it's a big deal for a lot of these players to win the first set against these players and when they don't they often are deflated in the next set and what happens yeah tight first set 7-5 for Nadal and then 6-2-6-2 yeah um so I've been saying it since I think since Kyrgios in the second round Nadal has been pretty locked in and I think he's going to be tough to beat 
And with that win, he sets up the match that everybody's been wanting to see. Uh, Federer and Nadal semifinal. Yes. Which should be good. I can't believe they haven't played at Wimbledon since 2008. 11, 11 years. And they're made the, what some people say was like the best match ever in tennis or whatever. Like one of the biggest, you know, sporting event matches uh, that was 11 years ago, which is crazy. So um, what's their overall head to head? So right now, the head to head, uh, Nadal leads 24 15. Um, I would say that's a little Lots bit of clay court wins. Weighted, I'm sure. Yes, <laughs> most of those wins come on clay court when they it when they're on hard court or grass, it's much closer. But overall, Nadal is twenty four to fifteen. Um, since two thousand and seventeen, since they've both been back from injury, if I'm not mistaken, Federer has won four or five. Let me check because Federer has won more of the matches of late. Um, so since two thousand and seventeen, Federer won one, two, three, four, five matches in a row. And then Nadal, we all know, just beat Federer in the semis of Roland Garros last month. So he won the last matchup. Um, so Federer has closed that head-to-head, but Nadal still has an overwhelming lead. On grass, Federer leads 2-1. to one. Okay, I was wondering um, what their head-to-head was on grass. So they've only played three times, which makes sense considering times. there's not that many. And all three times were in the final. Federer won the first two. They had a three-year run. So Federer beat Nadal in 2006 in four sets. Then they played in the final of the Wimbledon again the next year, 2007. Federer won in five sets. And then the year after, we all just, you just mentioned it, what people argue is the best match of all time. Uh, I'm sorry. Nadal beat Federer 9 7 in the fifth. Yeah. So all of their matches at Wimbledon have been in finals. This is the first time not playing in a final. So that'll be interesting to see how they play there because it's just a semifinals to get to a final. And Djokovic is alive, which is going to be in the back of their head. Um, but yeah, I don't know who you think is going to pull that out. I feel like you probably are leaning Nadal. I mean, I feel like Nadal's going to win. I feel like Nadal wants. Which is surprising because he's a Federer fan. I'm so shocked. I know. I mean, I am a Federer fan, but I'm also realistic. And I feel like Nadal has. Not in like a rude way. (laughs) Federer's been playing great, too. I could be wrong, but I just think Nadal's intensity level is a lot higher. He's been challenged already a lot more, which will, you know, has allowed him to be more like focused in each match i don't know if federer has really had to face any major you know challenges in his matches so i think this will be the first time he'll have to really gear himself up and nadal has already had to do that multiple times with curios definitely yeah and then even with query too i think he had to like he came into it with like a knowing that he couldn't like be at a lesser level so Mm -hmm. i mean it'll be entertaining obviously or at least we hope it will be um yeah what do you think um, honestly, I, I don't know with these two. Um, I don't think surface matters with these two. I don't think any of that. I think it just comes down to the on that day. Um, I would give the head, the lead to Federer. I think Federer losing to Nadal last month in the semi is going to want to get his revenge. Right. Um, so I, I'm going to go for Federer taking out Nadal um, in the semifinals. I think, you know, Nadal will win a set. I don't think it's going to go five sets. I think Federer's going to win in four. Um, I think Federer knows how to step it up. Obviously, he's a 20-time Grand Slam champion. But I think he's going to know how to step it up against Nadal here at Wimbledon. Especially Wimbledon, yeah. I mean, listen, it's up in the air. They have been doing this for years now, uh, kind of giving us <laughs> these great matches. Giving these great matches for, like, the least, the, what, the past 10-plus years. So we'll see what happens, who will notch the win. I think it's something interesting to discuss maybe in another podcast, just the debate about the greatest of all time. Like, I think it's so amazing how on clay, Nadal is the clear favorite. Like, everyone expects him to win, but on and that's Nadal's best surface, so that's fair. On grass, which is 
Federer's best surface, it's still there's they're closer to 50-50. Like you're not sure. We don't have a lot of matches to pull off of. It's only been three, but I think that's interesting to just discuss like how it's so much closer on the other surfaces when Nadal is so far ahead on his best surface. Yeah, well, like you always say, Federer never really had a chance to be as dominant on the grass as Nadal does on clay. Um, but Nadal had had to learn how to make his game work for grass, and I think you have to give credit to him yeah. for figuring that out. Uh, but we'll be watching on Friday, and we'll talk about it uh, when it's over. Yep. Um, tomorrow, really quickly, our time is up, but tomorrow are the women's semifinals. semifinals. We have Svitolina versus Halep first up on center court, and then after that will be uh, Williams versus Serena versus uh, Strickova. And then uh, drag her, please do. And then we'll have our final, our women's Dorn final. Trash, Serena. Dorn oh, okay. trash. We'll have our women's final set up after that. Uh, we'll be here to talk about it when it's all done. Uh, yeah, so I guess we will. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening again. Quick he- um, shout out before we head out. Shout out to um, Marina. They lost today in three tough sets to the number one season mix, but I think it was a great run. I think Serena's absolutely hilarious. Go look at their interview. But, yes, that was a great – they brought great attention to mixed doubles. So, shout out to Marina. Yeah, and I think it'll it's going to benefit Serena tomorrow uh, that she's gotten these extra matches in. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. All right, guys. Peace out. Bye.